He's directed some of the most popular TV shows of our time. Better Call Saul, House of Cards, 13 Reasons Why, and Billions, to name a few. Not forgetting my personal favourite, the hugely underrated MMA series, Kingdom. We chat about him being a Brit in LA, how it all started, and his hugely powerful feature film debut, To Leslie, starring an incredible cast, including the transformative Andrea Riseborough. Our guest today is producer-director Michael Morris. How does it feel to win such a life-changing sum of money? Oh, well, I feel a hell of a lot better than yesterday. <laughs> what do you plan to do with 190,000 smackaroos? Yeah, I don't know, maybe buy a house, buy something nice for my boy, you know, just have a better life. Save my soul, ran through the night, <laughs> lost in the woods. And I won't be a good mama again. She blew all that money. Yeah. yeah. Where's she been? I won the lottery. I was the one who won the lottery. Look out for yourself. You always do. We ain't them derelicts you spit on. We ain't partying no more. Hi, Michael. How's it going? All right, thanks. All right. Nice to, to hear another English voice. How about that? I was not expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's start with that then. I didn't realise that you were English, yeah. actually. I, I, I really enjoyed the film, and I'm even more surprised that it was directed by a British guy. Yeah. Um, where Whereabouts are you from? I'm from London. Um, sort of all over London. Uh, grew up all over London. But uh, I've been in, in Los Angeles for about... Uh, getting on for 19, 18, 19 years now. Wow. wow. Yeah, long time. I really enjoyed the film. The film was, I mean, it's an absolutely mad true story. How, how did it, how did this come about for you? How did this land on your desk? Yeah, I was uh, just the way, in the most organic way possible. And, you know, yet more proof that when things happen organically, they tend to be the things that you should follow through with. Uh, I've been really wanting to find a, a feature as my first feature having been here working in 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 television in various ways uh, for a while um, but i was working on a project and just somebody a casting director actually who became the casting director for us and also a producer of the film um, emailed me for the first time in i want to say six or seven years and just said i read this script and it just for some reason i thought that it would mean something to you I'm from London, you know, I'm not a single mother from, from Texas. On the surface, the touch points are few and far between, right? But she was 100% right. Mm -hmm. From the moment I read it, um, I could not, I couldn't put it away. And, and you know, and I realized that um, you can look for projects, especially as a director, I think you can look for projects. You can be really actively looking, but it's not until you have the feeling of, I'm not stopping until this movie is made. That someday this movie will get made. I don't know how or where, but that's the feeling you need, I think, especially probably for a first feature. Mm -hmm. And and I hadn't realized that till that moment. And and so yeah, it was it was overwhelming, actually. It became the singular thing I wanted to do. Well, it's quite amazing that you've been doing this for as long as you have and you've done all the incredible shows that you've done. 
Um, I do want to touch on them at some point, but we'll obviously sure. stick to figure out the film. But massive fan of, of a couple of those shows. But how does it differ for you, like going on and doing this as your first feature? Like, what are the differences? Obviously, I'm, I'm sure the budget's quite different. But um, what was that like for a first, yeah. you know, experience? It was um, all the things that you had heard about. You know, oh, there's no time in television. But when you get when you start doing movies, you have nothing but time. That kind of thing. Or that's not true anymore. It's certainly not true for for, for a movie of this scale. Um, so we shot, but I will start by saying, I mean, it's a really good question because similarities, we're, we're telling stories as true in the truest way we can with the best actors and the best um, crew that we can and the best mode of telling the story, whatever that happens to be. That's true of anything. That's true of a you know, five minute film um, and it's true of you know, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, differences are, are, are huge though for a director. Um, there are different degrees of being a director on, on television. Uh, most of the time you're coming in and you're trying to contribute as much as you can in style and tone and, and taste and storytelling before you hand, hand off to the next person and go. You can also, I've been lucky enough to be an executive producer director, which gives you a little bit more, you're more of a family there. But even still, the tone of the show, you're, you're, you're basically creating a chapter of a novel. You know, mm. uh, I apologize. That's not supposed to happen. Um, and 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 obviously, the thing that I prized the most about this experience starting out was the authorship that a director has to have. Like you have to say, this film could look any. It could it could be anything. There could be swelling violin scores and crane shots. Um, why not? What is this film going to be? What is its identity? And that was uh, a really wonderful experience for me personally. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, to, to try and figure out what the texture and tone and flavor of this film was gonna be uh, before you even get into casting and the other huge choices you make. Mm. Well, we'll come into casting. I mean, uh, now in my head, because you're British, I'm thinking you came yeah. across your leading lady that way, but was that actually, maybe that wasn't mm. the, the route you took? No, um, so I'm lucky enough that, I'm, you know what I'm doing now is I'm unplugging my phone. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. Uh, the mine will uh, go off in a minute. <laughs> yeah. My um, no, I was really lucky. So I I, I was a, a producer and director on the second season of a show, an earlier show for Netflix called Bloodline, and mm. um, and it was in that second season that Al uh, that uh, Andrea came and joined the cast. So I had the experience of working with her as we built her character and made a lot of choices about who who this person was. And I was lucky enough to direct a lot of the scenes that she was in. And the, the, the very young at the time actor playing her son was Owen Teague. So we had paired these two before as mother and son. And some of the, the scenes that we did together back then still stay with me. They were really striking. And, um, and I knew from the first moment that I read this that, that I wanted Andrea and Owen, if, if we could. Andrea is just a real chameleon, you know, in the very best sense of the word. She's a true... Mm. Um, actor she doesn't ever play photocopies of herself you know she only ever builds a character from the ground up the way they walk the way they chew gum the way they uh, smile at you. you you can google 10 pictures of andrea riceborough and see 10 different people you know on your screen she's so i had never questioned that the fact that she's from the north of england would make it difficult mm. for her to play this you know? oh no she i mean she is one of those actors that as you say um, even just looking at her IMDb, but knowing her in the parts that she's had, I, I always struggle to realise it's her. And I'm yeah. looking it up and going, 
oh my god like she it's she her. genuinely is a chameleon and and in this uh, uh, the same again she really is like you just believe every note that she puts across on the screen it's incredible and that makes me very happy thank you oh no i mean it, it yeah. this film did feel it felt savagely real and yeah. um and just brutal and you really do believe that she's walking and talking like a real person. I feel like she's, you know, she's going to be swimming around in my head for a couple of days. Um, but yeah, coming back to, um, you know, the difference between TV and film, obviously I, I have to mention, this is probably not the one that you're expecting me to say, but Kingdom was uh. one of the best shows I have watched in the last five years. I just absolutely loved it. We have two great fighters, both coached by Alvi Kalina, who just so happens to be Jay's father. Ryan's my friend. I don't like fighting my friends. Push! I have some bad news. I'm hanging on by a thin thread here. Lisa, this is something that happened to you. It is not who you are. I'm having a hard time just controlling myself. I don't want to go back to the way I was. Hey, uh, can I see you? Alicia, you have a visitor. I can't believe you're a fighter. She's legit. We got a lot of calls about you. Shut the noise out and focus. Let's bring you in. Life's gonna change. You gotta get ready. Do you want to be my coach? The therapist tried to break up. Do you want me back? I just need something, dude. Please. You know we're trying to put this together with Ryan. You're gonna piss it all away, aren't you? You're the only one in the city. I need you. Your two top fighters are squaring off. What do you say to the guy who doesn't get his hand raised? Tell them that strong do what they can. And weak suffer what they must. Me and my girlfriend watched it together and she's not into martial arts in any way, shape or form. And I was like, no, 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 you need to, I'll start it again and you can you can join me on this journey. And yeah. she absolutely loved it. And it's, it's I, not... That makes... Oh, you killed it. That's, to <laughs> me, I got like actual like goosebumps on that because... There's a show that um, I'm really proud to mm. to have been such a big part of, and I, you know, I, I don't know how the episode numbers break down, but I directed maybe getting on for about half of the episodes across mm. all the seasons. Um, written and created by Byron Belasco, who is who, who is just an absolutely brilliant writer, and has put his finger on something at the script phase, at the character phase which we as filmmakers try to draw out in style and choice, uh, you know, and performance, which was everything he does it, in your excellent words is savagely, savagely real, but he, he's also able to shape a narrative and shape an arc, right. And, 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 and hit you with sucker punches and surprises mm. uh, that these characters mm. have. And, and you realize when you step back, that like, that's brilliant writing because that's what life does. Like life, life isn't always banal. You know, life isn't always just like, oh, it's so lifelike, like nothing happened. Shit happens in life all the time. All the time you get like whacked out of the blue by things you didn't see coming. And, mm -hmm. and, and so I think having the combination of there's actually a, a, a dramatic kind of build and arc to these stories, but at the same time in a very, very realistic way, um, I found inspiring. I've got two uh, eagle-eyed fans of Kingdom who, who watch to Leslie might recognize um, the brilliant Mac Brandt, um, who plays our bartender. Of course, and yeah, there's a couple in there, isn't there? <laughs> and then the, the other one who did it, like they both did this as, 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 as personal favors, but I'm so happy. 
uh, the brilliant Matt Laurier um, played the, the what we just refer to as handsome uh, outlaw, the guy at the bar towards the end of the film. If you've mm-hmm. seen it, I would say much more. But he he and Andrea have one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. in the movie actually together. Yeah, no, it's, I, I actually took me a while to realize it was him because his hair's long and he's got a yeah. beard, yeah, anything yeah. else. Um, but yeah, I mean, that um, that show was just incredible. And it was one of those ones that I really feel like the audience was behind it and wanting another season. Um, and when it went to Netflix, I don't know if it, it's different maybe in England, but it came to yeah. Netflix here. And then I remember there was a lot of on social media, people being like, come on, we need another season. Do more. Yeah. Is there any chance that there will be? Because I know I'll be, I, I'm there for it. And I know a lot of the other people are. It was an incredible show. It would be, it would be a dream. It, it would really have been a dream. I mean, here, the story of the, the life cycle of the show was very different. It was championed by DirecTV, um, mm-hmm. which at the time was sort of reaching out and actually supporting some really, really interesting shows. Like they were the ones who came in and sort of saved, I believe, Friday Night Lights, which is another great show, uh, mm-hmm. and as well as, producing their own so they ended up putting this but the, the issue at the time was that they you, you had to have DirecTV to see it and um so it wasn't on any of the major networks it was pre-streaming in a big way and it just never was able to find you know a, a consistent the audience the audience who watched it that they're, they're, they're like you and me I mean people mm-hmm. see it was a beautiful show but I don't know. I mean, if there was ever a movie, if Byron wants to get a movie and Frank Grillo uh, come wants on, to get together, come on, let's do that'd it. be great. Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, I'm big, 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 big fan. And I, and obviously talking about the difference between that and then the film you've just done, I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to hear how, being from England and everything else, how did this mm-hmm. journey begin for you? What, when did you start producing and start directing and, and get into this world? So my, my everyone's journey into it is different. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's a truism to say that there's no, there's no good advice because, you know, there's equally no bad advice. All you can do is just sort of tell your, your story. Um, I was a theatre person originally. So I was a theatre director and had been ever since I was a kid. I used to, you know, used to do plays on, on school holiday, basically, and take them to the Edinburgh Fringe. And, you know, that was always something that, that I saw myself doing um, and after and did them all through college. And then after, after university went um, into London and actually was in the right place at the right time. And I, I, I was able to, to be part of a group that took over running the old Vic theater uh, in London before um, in the sort of phase, bet- right before um, when Kevin Spacey took it over. Uh, so we were sort of rescuing the theater, we didn't have any money and trying to, 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 to plug in as much good stuff as we can. And, that, and I converted the, um, the, the rehearsal room at the top of the theatre into a black box theatre, and occasionally we would be able to afford to do little things there. So I was really, I was trying to exercise that muscle there. And it wasn't until I, I, I decided to move to America, I'd met um, Mary, who became my wife, uh, and she's, she's American, and she lived in New York and LA. She, she's an actress, actually. And, and we moved to New York and I continued to do plays. I wasn't really thinking about this sort of thing. And then Mary was cast um, as part of the cast of the West Wing. And that brought us to the West Coast to live out here where they shot it in Los Angeles. And really, I sort of, my theater of life dribbled on for a bit. But at a certain point, you realize that's not why you come to Los Angeles. It's the theater. Amazing theater is made here, but it is definitely um, second, you know, to, to film. And, and so I... I was able just to 
to be part of something from the ground up. A playwright that I worked with was asked to make a TV show and he kindly brought me along. And so the two of us sort of put it together together, uh, together. And, and that got my foot in the door of television. And my God, my, my luck was so big. It was just about when TV was exploding. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just the beginning of what they call the gold, you know, this new golden age where mm-hmm. a few years later there was a Netflix and a few years, you know, and then there was an Amazon and then there was a Hulu. And suddenly everyone was, 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 was really focused on that form of storytelling. And I was very fortunate to be already in, in that world. Wow. It's really inspiring to see, a, you know, it's strange seeing a British guy do, I'm sure it happens a lot, but see a British guy doing all these big American shows, it's inspiring to see it's right. possible to make that kind of leap over to America and obviously do well. Um, it is. And it, 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 it is, it is. It is. Do it. Don't, don't not. Don't not come. I mean, that said, I mean, there's almost nowhere busier at the moment than, than London. I don't know if you're in London or not, but... Uh, yeah, London it, is pretty mad. It, it's, it's pretty crazy. But but no, I mean, it's always worth... I mean, I have really, really good friends um, in London working in, you know, working the business in, in London. And I just said, like, come for a bit, you know, just book a ticket in advance. You know, the prices are not insane when you book in advance. Come come to LA mm. just for a bit. Make it a holiday. And you never know. You, you, you meet people and... And it can just be a, a, the chance of that can can mm-hmm. reward you sometimes. That's a nice piece of advice. I think uh, in talking about advice, actually, what would you, if you could, obviously you can see how your career has gone now. Um, what advice would you give to a young budding director, someone that wants to kind of get to the position that you're in now? Uh, it's a, it, it's such a good question because um I mean, I think the practical bit is I, all right, teasing out from my, from my set of circumstances, which is going to be very different from anybody else's, right? A lot of people can find directing from editing or can find directing from writing or from being a, an assistant director. There's a million different ways in. What I learned about mine is my first experience of being on a set, um, part of my job at the time um, was to be there, right? That was like, I was there because I had helped to write the, the, the pilot and I was uh, a director, so I, was, I wasn't directing it yet at the time, but I was a, a good interface between the actors and the writers and I, I could be a sort of go-between. But what it meant was I spent, it's that 10,000 hours thing, I spent so long on a set and I started to understand without being taught, you know, what was happening. Sets are very baffling, you know, for people you know, at the beginning, at the beginning of their career, certainly, there's a lot of quick talk about which side of the line we're on or what lens we want to be on or, you know, and that talk can, can be the only thing you hear. My advice would be find a way to be on set. Doesn't matter what you're doing. If you can just, anything you can do to spend hours on a set, keep your eyes open. Don't let the, t- don't let the long hours get you down. Don't get the, you know, rope or routine get you down. Keep curious, keep alive. What I have noticed among really good sets is if you ask somebody what they're doing, they're so happy to share it. If you go up to the boom guy and say, or you know, and say, oh, how come you're holding it like that? You know, how do you know when to move? You'll get an answer that is as good as a month of film school, you know, mm-hmm. and equally to the mixer and equally to the props, uh, the, the props people. Everybody's very, very highly skilled. So if you if you can manage to find yourself even in a lowly position on set, Use that time 
keep your eyes open. You'll see how directors direct. You'll see how they work with actors. And all of this will create the director that you become. That's one of those, I mean, film sets are full of enthusiastic people doing what they love, what you hope anyway. That's yeah. that's kind of, you know, my experience. And I think that that is so important that um, you can go on a set and you can be a runner or you can be, you know, the dog's body. You can that's go right. around and get cups of teas for people and, and you will learn. And I think, as you say, being on set is the best way to do that. Um, yeah. It's the it's it's easier the, said than done, but you can. Yeah. If you're if 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 you are and I'm not talking about knowing people, I didn't know anyone when it first came out. It's more about keeping your eyes open, keeping your energy up, trying to find uh, someone who knows someone. Look in the backs of you know it used to be the back of magazines, but look look online, see what student films are working. Just get yourself at home on a set in any way, mm-hmm. and uh, and people are used to people rising too on film sets. It's just one of those worlds where where you know. It's not surprising to people when someone who has been getting coffee is now, you know, working as a script supervisor or is now, you know what I mean? And, and, mm-hmm. and it's like working on a ship in a weird way. Like, you know, everyone knows what they're doing. And if people move between roles, they're like, all right, on you. We got it. Good on you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> no, Definitely, definitely. Hello, Jimmy. You know what's coming next. lead back to you before you go i really do have to ask about better call soul because that is obviously a show that people know and love personally kingdom's my favorite but i I would like to talk about it as well working on something like that especially after something like breaking bad has been so big and and successful and, and incredible um what is it like going on to a show like that? Better Call Saul is just a sort of the classic sort of superlative experience. I mean, it, it's made by people who care more about the show than it's possible, you think, to, to care about it. Um, by people who think about it more than you think it's possible um, and who uh, respect each other. I mean, that's one of the big things that, 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 that I, in my learning curve, that I'm so happy to have been part of a, of a group of people that whose way of working, whose way of communicating um, is to support one another. And it sounds like really kind of bland. It's not bland. And when under pressure, when people can, can actually credit what their departments are doing, it's a mm. wonderful way to run and I think it's one of the reasons why the show is, is has comes together so so beautifully. Um, it, I think a lot of the people had been working together for about eight or nine years by the time they started. Um, and I never worked on Breaking Bad. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't certainly not grand enough at the time to, to 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 work on that show. So I felt very accepted by their family, um, and and I think in return you just sort of give everything to to, mm. to make it. To the show you don't sleep sometimes for, for 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 agonizing on the smallest details that may or may not be noticed but that's how you build something i think really good um it, it, you know i'm really happy that, that this last season it's very it's a lot of pressure i think personally speaking to to end something like that you know um so it's been really gratifying that people seem to to be into it 
Yeah, to end something like that, same with Better Call Soul or um, Breaking Bad, it's that to yeah. end something like that and be brave enough to not, you know, people like to drag things out when it goes past the point of being good. And they've seemed to have timed it so well with both of those shows um, to, you know, end on a, on a really good note. Um, and to end on a really good note, see that segue there? That was yeah. seamless. <laughs> seamless. Um, I want to ask, it's, it's just a, uh, it's a question I always ask everyone and it's just kind of try to humanize <laughs> the, yeah. the guest. I would like to ask you, do you have a humiliating moment, preferably on set, that you would share perhaps a moment where you dropped a lens or, or I don't know, did something where halfway through a take and ruined a take or anything you're willing to tell us. (laughs) Well, the amazing thing is that you just asked for one. Um, (laughs) I, yeah, I mean, there's so many, I mean, there are so, so many, I mean, you, you, I have, (laughs) I'm sure I've dropped a lens. I'm not sure, actually sure I've dropped a lens. I, um, I have had, you know, devices go off in this, you know, when I'm, when I've insisted on being in the room with, you know, two people, you know, I could have watched mm. it from outside, but I feel really connected often to, to the actors when I'm really close. So I've insisted on being in the room, like in a really close situation and then had this stupid beeping that I didn't even, <laughs> I mean, which I know sounds pretty, but that is that you want to actually, you know, you want to just leave and never come back when that happens. <laughs> Uh, on bloodline you know my jeans split all the way down in the middle in the middle of the take that was fun uh, and literally <laughs> like, they just fell apart what were you, you know? doing for them well, to I split? Mean, I, no one had told me at the time that exactly how humid and hot it was going to be in in the keys of florida and whenever it was <laughs> that we were shooting and i was wearing the same jeans i wear every single day which is designed for london you know and they just like the, the whole the, the entire construction of these things just protested they were like no way and i had to like jump up onto a boat or something and it was like a really i had to really stretch and <laughs> just had it so I was, that wasn't great i mean um the last thing i'd like to say is like are you obviously you've gone and done this this film now is that something you want to do more feature films hopefully the kingdom film um, yeah, yeah, we'll is that get... where you kind of do more films it's always been a, a I think for every director, truly, you know, I grew up watching, you know, great TV, but I also grew up with my, some of my biggest memories are my relationship with films that I've loved. So the idea of, of making a film has a lot of, uh, a lot um, to love about it. So hopefully I'm, I'm able to continue and, and do that, but uh, I will do both. There's no question. Television, I think is, is, is maybe the dominant form of, of film um, narrative at the moment you know and mm-hmm. and deserved because sometimes we need more than an hour and a half two hours to to really get into the story mm-hmm. michael thank you so much this has been thank great you. and really inspiring and all the best with the film man um thank I, I love it thank you for watching it so closely it means it means the world and, uh, and i really enjoyed it really enjoyed I'll it i'll see you soon all right cheers all right, cheers a lot. man To Leslie is in theatres and on VOD now. If you enjoyed this episode, please review and share this podcast. It makes a huge difference. We're also on Patreon, TikTok and Instagram. So if you'd like to support us and get more content, go for it. And you better come back next month to a life and film. To a life and film. To a life and film. To a life and film.
I was a little familiar with UFC and mixed martial arts before I started training for the show, but always been really intrigued by the mentality of the fighters, which is on any given day you're willing to get knocked out. It's that mentality that I think you have to have if you're gonna do this. My sort of uninformed judgment on it was that it's just very vicious and brutal. And then once I got to know these guys, there's such a camaraderie. There's a lot of respect. It's a great sport. You ever punch anybody before? Like, in the face? You want to hit them with these two knuckles, all right? Okay. These two hurt them. The bottom two hurt you. You don't want that. Okay, okay. Okay, go ahead and hit me. All of our actors spent weeks training before we started shooting to get the crash course, but very thorough education. One, two, three, two, nine. It was a great opportunity for us as a cast to undergo, like, just a really unpleasant physical experience. Me, Jonathan Tucker, and Matt Loria drove together from Hollywood every day out to Pomona and fought for eight hours a day and learned the art of this sport. And I put on about 15 pounds of muscle. We're doing the conditioning. You're doing the conditioning. You just push yourself as hard as you can every day. <laughs> I train every single day. When you were training for a fight, you ever wear one of those uh, sauna suits? Yeah, sometimes for cutting weight. You generate a lot of perspiration in those. That's the point. They get hurt. We had a guy get stitches the other day. One of our actors got popped in the eye. Everyone's taken a few hits to the face. Everybody's tapped out a few times. There's some bruised egos. It might shock you to believe, Lisa, but I don't have health insurance. So I'm gonna say I hurt my hand in the fight and Bucky's insurance is gonna cover it. It's actually not a bad idea. I write the fight sequences and tell the story that I'm trying to tell. And then we give them to Joe Daddy Stevenson, who's a UFC legend. The training is real. I don't care what a good actor you are. You can't fake fighting, it's gotta be real. Whenever we have a fight scene, we kind of reverse engineer everything. We basically have the fights done, and then we could, we could fill in the blanks in the dialogue afterwards, so it's, it looks all very synchronized. Let's get Sid and the camera operators, let's rehearse this. Slip, slip, boom, boom, boom. You don't want to hurt anybody, but you also want to make it look real. And we're trying to give that sort of respect to all these guys who have been fighting since they were 10 years old and who make a living at this. I respect what these guys do, and I'm honored to have had the chance to train with them. So just breathe and relax. I want you to angle out, throw your hands, and angle out again.